Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And there's so much pressure on my brain, it might just go batoom. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Oh man, that's gonna that's gonna make so many people confused uh, <laughs> because like he's heard of batoom. <laughs> you know, he has. They'll be so impressed. <laughs> <laughs> It definitely did not just come up in the pre-banter moments ago. Don't worry about it. I'm I'm smart. Uh, anyway, Sean. Uh, yes. It, it it's been a crazy couple of weeks for us. You know, we mm-hmm. we did something I wasn't too pleased with. Then did something you weren't too pleased with. Uh, and I would like to think that now we are on as even standings as we can get on this podcast. And that, <laughs> that no retaliation is necessary. When have I ever retaliated for an April's Fool's episode, Rem? Uh, I, you know, I think every time it's just a matter of when you do it. Because it, sometimes <laughs> it's not immediate because you really wanted to do an anime that I interrupted. And so you did it anyway. But, uh... Yeah, th- that doesn't happen as often as you think it might happen. <laughs> So, uh, I, I don't know if, if you're planning on doing whatever you had in mind last week, or if you've changed your plans up and have, have something else entirely. Well, you think I, I spend all my time watching anime and making a schedule of, uh, what anime I'd like to cover the next, uh, coming week, you know? It's not like I, I don't know, spend so much goddamn time watching animes, both really good anime and really god-awful anime, that, uh, my brain is practically pudding from all the weep shit I consume. <laughs> uh... But you'd be, you'd be kind of correct. I, I think I'm gonna, basically my logic for this week, Remington, is I need something for me. Oh, okay. Okay, that, that, that might be okay for me. Um, depending. Because there's significant overlap in, in what mm-hmm. we like, right, Sean? Right. Um, with one very, very prominent thing that you adore that I really don't. Oh, and what's that, Remington? Um, all shonen bullshit nonsense atrocities. Uh, you're shonen trash. I've made it very well known that that shonen is is often lacking, in my opinion. Uh, so uh, with 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 all that said, uh, what, what what are we doing this week, Sean? Well, Remington, I'm not just shonen trash. Yep. Yeah, fortunately, you like other things as well. I like lots of things, Rem. I have a wide repertoire of anime that I am a fan of. But the question is, this week, do you like Remington? <laughs> <laughs> The question is, is whether or not I care about my dear friend and co-host enough to not crush his spirit. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll have to see, Rem. Because I, I'll be honest, I'm going to start describing the show, and I think you're going to feel like I'm trying to hurt you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, because this, uh, this week, Remington, the anime we're going to be talking about is a relatively recent one. Came out last year, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a good sign. Usually new things are good. Uh-huh. 
And, uh, this one kind of slipped by me a little bit. I didn't really, uh, give it a watch until near the end of 2020 when I was, uh, feeling a little blue considering the year and how it was a bit, uh, hmm, problematic. Sure. Uh, and I thought to myself, you know, I've been consuming a lot of shonen stuff and a lot of bad anime, so what I need is a nice, good, fluffy shoujo show. Okay. Shoujo, it, there's still a lot of shoujo trash, but it, mm-hmm. I, I tend to like it a little better than shonen usually. Yeah, no. Because not only am I shonen trash, Rem, I'm also shoujo trash because I, for whatever reason, love a good shoujo manga. <laughs> you're, uh, you're a romantic at heart, Sean. Yes, and plus, there's some very pretty boys, and maybe one day, <laughs> I think, maybe one day I'll be as pretty as those boys, and I'll have, like, sparkles and flowers behind me every time I interact with somebody. I just feel, I, I want that for myself. I want to be All a right, pretty well, shoujo uh, protagonist. Uh, well, it- <laughs> Is this a pretty boy anime, Sean? Oh, it's a very pretty boy anime. All right. right. Well, now the question that needs to follow up with pretty boy shoujo. Um, cause like, uh, there'll, there'll probably be a nice normal romance, but with, with many pretty boy shoujo, there, there's one of two elements that will come. Right. Outright yaoi or yaoi baiting. Hmm. 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 So, you know what? That's understandable. So, uh, is, is there, uh, either or? Well, Rem, I would describe this show as, well, the main character is kind of a bisexual disaster. <laughs> Uh, all right, that's a, that's a pretty decent start, I'll be honest. Yeah, uh, I don't actually know for certain if she's bisexual, but I can almost guarantee everybody else in this show definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> everybody just wants to fuck everybody else. It, there's definitely that in the air. Uh, <laughs> but it's a fluffy shoujo show, so it's not as horny as, say, a etchy shonen. Everybody there. wants to hold hands nervously with everybody else. Oh, you bet your ass they do. <laughs> and when it happens, my God, do the doki doki start flowing. All right. Uh, so today, Remington, uh, I'm also keeping with a promise that we made in a recent episode. Oh, shit. We made promises? Uh, I made a promise. Oh, okay, cool. I for- forget all of our promises immediately. Yeah, yes, I... <laughs> I'm the one that actually remembers the promises. Thank you very much. All right, what, what promise uh, Because today, Remington, the anime we're watching today is Otome Game no Hametsu Flag Shika Nai Akuyaku Reijo ni Tensei Shite Shimata. All right, so it's a well, light it's a novel. Yes, 100% yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hit the nail on the head on that one. Yeah, man. I don't even need to like hear the English translation. Just the, the sheer length tells me. Yeah, the an impressive length uh, usually denotes a light novel. Uh, or a doujin, depending on oh, what you're looking Jesus at. Christ. All right. Uh, so, but yeah, the translate actual that for English me. T- yeah, the, uh, the English title that you will remember is My Next Life as a Villainess, All Routes Lead to Doom. I, I do not remember this at all. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not I'm not making a promise on a specific title. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Sure. All right. Wh- but what on, was your promise? In the Don Machi episode, I promised you I'd actually show you a real isekai next time. Ah, oh, fuck. Oh, no. I don't want e- Oh, God. Wait. But, e- Ren, this is wait. a shoujo isekai. Yeah, I don't... I was right about to say, I don't think we've ever had anything other than... I guess we've had Slice of Life isekai, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we've had more comedically focused... Uh, borderline slice of life isekai. That that's been the sort of thing to usurp the absolute shonen borderline monopoly 
And yeah, plus, uh, you could technically qualify uh, maxed out defenses like a, uh, a a bit of the shoujo slice of lifestyle a thing. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, okay. You know, I get you. I get you. Uh, yeah, and you enjoyed that show, so. Yeah, it, it was better than the sim- than the shounen compar- comparison one. Um, yes. Uh, but uh, this isekai is very interesting in the fact that it is probably the most, one of the purest distillations of its genre I've ever seen. Oh, okay. Uh, and it, they do really well with it, in my opinion. Uh, because it's a it's a shoujo anime, but it's also a shoujo reverse harem anime. Oh, fuck. <laughs> now, I know we've only done maybe one or two of those in the past, and with uh, unfortunate results, you might say. Yeah, yeah. It's just, well, we're in an isekai, so there has to be a harem, because that's how things fucking go. Uh, but in this case, Rem, it actually makes a lot of sense, and it's very well put together, and it's it has all of the things that people love in a good uh, harem anime without a whole lot of the bullshit. Oh, oh, is it, that so? Yes, it's a pure distillation. It's a rom-com, purely, uh, with uh, just some good cute moments and some good characters that you really uh, tend to enjoy and that aren't just straight-up pieces of cardboard. Uh, I'm, I'm but, skeptical, but I'm, I'm willing to give it a chance. Yes, yes. As you should, because I quite like this show. Um, and but you probably are curious about the basic premise, uh, because it's it, the title can tell you a lot, but it doesn't tell you everything. All you really know right now is that it's it's shoujo. There are some pretty boys and some pretty girls, and uh, it, there it, there's gonna be some some doki doki romance. Yeah. Uh, but more on the comedy side of things, really, uh, because our main character, uh, Katarina Kleiss, the hell of a name. That's a very good name. Uh, is is an eight-year-old, uh, nine-year-old, excuse me, nine-year-old aristocrat excuse in me? a very, like, European-style noble society. All right, Sean, well, uh, I'm gonna... I'm gonna stop you right there, because I, I got a few important questions I need yes. to ask and address. Okay. Uh, you say nine-year-old girl, and... Yes. And some, some alarms start flashing in the realm of anime um concern some red flags popping up hmm. i i just need some confirmation right off the bat that yep. said nine-year-old girl is not sexualized that's all i need to hear Re- what the fuck remington what <laughs> you have the audacity remington how whoa 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 remington oh are my you God. are you doing okay lad this man why would you bring that up the sheer audacity of this man <laughs> <laughs> to paint me nine. as the villain. I mean, in a show about a villainess, uh, I feel like it's appropriate, Rem. Uh, certainly more appropriate than your inappropriate comments. <sighs> Jesus. Okay, okay, all right. Continue, continue, Sean. Uh, and she's kind of a rather stuck-up uh, aristocratic noble, you know, the, yeah. the kind that you would see in your typical Mean Girls movie. Sure. Uh, until one day, when she trips and smashes her head on some concrete. <laughs> Oh, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, giving her uh, a, a pretty interesting little X-shaped head wound uh, scar on her forehead. And because of this incident... How, how do you have st- to land to get an X-shaped wound? Cobblestone. <laughs> I, I don't know if I agree with that still, but okay. I mean, it's, it's raised up. I guess... Yeah, and it's it's not that bad. We're not talking full Harry Potter. We're just talking like little little, little X scar, little okay. X scar. X marks the spot. All right, sure. Uh, and because of this head wound, she suddenly starts gaining memories. 
Uh, yeah, that, uh, that, that's how But that not works. her memories. Yeah. You know, head trauma <laughs> gives the memories. <laughs> that's why every time, every time I want to remember some interesting detail about uh, something scientific or narrative, I just bash my head with a ball peen hammer. <laughs> so the question is every time. <laughs> the question is whose and, memories is she getting? Is she getting the cobblestone floors? No, no. In fact, she's getting memories of a world that she doesn't really realize. And I, frankly, I, I the, think I think the poor girl's just hallucinating. I think I, for, she has think that. severe head trauma. She needs to see a doctor. Well, yes, both are true. Uh, but she, what she ends up awakening to are the memories of her past life, where she was a 17-year-old uh, uh, otaku in Japan uh, who died tragically while crossing the street, as oh, they God. do. Wait, so is this some, like, reverse isekai bullshit going on? No, no, it's still technically an isekai because uh, the Japanese schoolgirl's uh, per- otaku's personality overwrites uh, the, the the nobles. Oh, okay. And you can, you can think about the dark connotations of that, or you can just re- ignore them. <laughs> All right, you're, I'll be honest. Starting to lose me a little, but keep going. Uh, it's just the convoluted ways of getting this in Isekai. The, the basic formula for this one is our main character dies and is reincarnated into uh, this a little aristocrat girl. But here's the real interesting thing about that, Rem. Uh, a lot of this seems familiar to the new memories uh, to Katarina now. Like she's seen some of this before somehow. And after some, uh, some thinking and some recollection, she realizes, hey, wait a minute. This is the exact same setting and these are the exact same characters of my favorite otome game oh god I, I just watch just put him in the game just put him in the game don't have this has happened before it was shield hero i think did this last and it, it's it, so, so dumb it's so stupid well you're being very pessimistic remington <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm quite cynical right now. Mm-hmm, 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 I see. And essentially, uh, this is where it gets really interesting because normally when this happens, they're reincarnated as like a generic MMO character or as like the protagonist. Yeah. Uh, she's reincarnated into Katarina, who is in fact the, uh, the antagonist of the game. The great nine-year-old villain. Well, in the actual game, they're, you know, teenagers, but you got to start somewhere. <laughs> But no, uh, she gets reincarnated into the main villain of this Otome game, which is just a fancy way of saying, uh, you know, visual novel for girls. Yeah, yeah. All right, sure, sure. And the thing that she remembers the most about this game uh, is the fact that in like 90% of all of the routes, uh, her character horribly dies. Wait, Sean, Sean. Yes. I'm having I'm having my own memory. I've banged my head on on the wall. I'm having yep. some memories that I didn't at the start of the episode, Sean. Uh, okay. So to my chagrin, I have many weeb friends. Uh, <laughs> Hell, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like they're great friends, but they, they do have that one significant character flaw. Um, You're dating one of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but with one of these weep friends, I feel like at some point 
like, I want to say like maybe a year and a half ago, who knows? They were telling me something about this anime. I don't remember like any, any important details or anything. I don't know if they told me important details, uh, but they were either telling, I think they were telling me about it because they really loved it, but it also could have been that they hated it. I'm not sure. You know, the only thing I got out of that, Rem, is that you were talking about anime outside of the podcast, which I think is a great win in my book. <laughs> God. Oh, no. I'm not the one who starts these conversations, all right? It, it'll sometimes be like, oh, what have you been up to? I was like, oh, I just did something with a podcast. And the problem is, like, then even strangers, when I have this conversation, they're like, oh, what's your podcast about? And I'm like, oh, it's an anime podcast. But no, don't don't misunderstand. Please, dear God, don't think I'm a weeb because I'm not. Uh, I, I fucking hate anime despite being a co-host to one of the largest anime podcasts in the entire world. Don't, don't think of me that way. And I have to have all this disclaimers and it, it's such a hassle. And you're also very modest as well. I, I'm just stating the facts. Uh, we we are we have we have a sizable audience at this point, and I love them all. Um, mm -hmm. Once again, they have the character flaw of liking anime. Uh, another character flaw of liking us. But hey, despite those flaws, I love them. Yeah, and I do love and appreciate them too, even though you just insulted all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's I, how you get a loyal listenership. I was expressing you, you know, my love and affection for all of them. You compliment them, and then you just smack them with the back of your hand. Make sure the ring is just facing outward, just to be sure. <laughs> the, Make the, sure they really remember. The Super Bowl ring, just leaving a perfect mark. Uh, yes, because you and I could definitely one day touch a Super Bowl ring. Because right. we're so good at sports. <laughs> all right, after uh, that but, tangent. Yes, uh... So realizing that, oh no, I'm the bad guy and I do not want to die, uh, Katarina immediately goes into action trying to recall everything she can from this game and uh, actively trying to prevent uh, her untimely demise and or exile. Uh, and thus the comedy ensues. We get the first three episodes of her as a child and then a couple episodes is her uh, and the rest of the episodes are her as a, a teenager uh, where the actual game takes place. All right. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting because you, not only is she uh, a completely different person from the villainess, uh, she is also hilariously, she's a Bacadere, Rem. <laughs> All right. The only reason that I know this term is because when you took a quiz, you were a Bacadere. It, it's the dumb one. <laughs> it's, a, it's essentially everything the a Genki foolish. girl is, but yeah. just also really stupid. <laughs> like, in, in an adorable, friendly kind of way. The kind of stupid that you're like, oh, she said something really kind of not great, but <laughs> she's so dumb, you can't help but hold it, you can't hold it against her. Uh, and she literally bocaderes her way through this Otome game, and it is delightfully amusing, because uh, she straight up basically changes the personalities of all the characters in the game, and from that point onwards, it's, we're just watching her uh, uh, stumble around while she accidentally does um, harem protagonist shit, but not in like an irritating way. All right. Well, I I think this this anime could go either way, uh, and I'll try to keep an open mind as I watch it, Sean. As you should. And uh, just so you're aware, there are uh, eight main characters, so that could mean four girls and four guys. You know, nice even split. Yep. But honestly. <laughs> When I say that this show is about bisexual disasters, yep. I mean it. Because there 
because I feel like me personally, I feel like I feel like Katarina works best with more of the girls than she does the guys, and I feel like some of the guys would work better together as well. But that's not for me to say. It's, it's just an interconnected web of shipping. Yeah, like for all we know, they could just have one huge, big polyamorous <laughs> relationship, and I think that would be fine. Oh man, because they are technically like old school royalty. All right. So it's well, fine. Let, let, let's see how it ends up, Sean. All right, Remington, let's jump into my next life as a villainess. All routes lead to doom. Previously. I, I just need some confirmation right off the bat that yep. said nine-year-old girl is sexualized. That's all I need to hear? Re what the fuck, Remington? Up next. You want to fuck dogs? What? Now, back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming five whole episodes of the 2020 anime, My Next Life as a Villainous, All Roots Lead to Doom. And Remington, I feel like this is the most honest I've been to you in a while. Uh, it, it, it's true, Sean. Uh, I, it, it's exactly what it says on the tin. Uh, everything you said, 100% accurate. Uh, which is, you know, a nice change of pace for the podcast. Uh, <laughs> hey, no, hey, no, I, I don't explicitly lie all the time. I just happen to not say the whole truth most of the time. But this time, well, I actually was being honest. You know what, Sean, since you were so honest, I, I also want to be honest. I'm going to I'm going to open things up with with a bombshell. I'm going to I'm going to start the controversy early, Sean. Uh Oh, all right. I can take it. My body's all right. right. I'm clenching. Oh, God. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm ready for the rage. I'm ready for the weeb rage. But I have to say it. Villainous. Also, the, the show has weird water. It, <laughs> I know we've been down this road before. <laughs> But while the show is nice and beautiful, it shows a fountain, and that fountain does not belong in this same show. It has weird water. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God, I was not expecting... To any weaves that may try disagreeing, I encourage you to go episode two pretty early on. It's a beautiful little garden, and then it shows a fountain in the garden, and there's some weird fucking water. Uh, so yeah, I, I just needed to get that off my chest, Sean. Um, I, I know that it will be hard for many people uh, to hear, but, uh, but I, I need to stay true to myself. Oh, God. And I've got to wipe the tears from my face. Oh. <laughs> that was a, an emotional experience I just went through. <laughs> I, I saw flashes of my life before my eyes, especially flashes of the times we've recorded Violet Evergarden. Uh, <laughs> that in particular, like... Eh, Ooh, it was it was it was a montage, man. It would no, been... Sean. Don't worry. Uh, th this show, uh, it's it, it's definitely better than Violet Evergarden, so you don't need to worry about that. Though that's not saying oh. much. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay. See, the first bit was funny. Now that's <laughs> fucking hilarious. That's that's gonna get. That's, oh god, I can hear the emails already. Violet Evergarden wasn't awful, but it also wasn't great. Um, oh my god. Okay, oh, the tweets are coming. I feel the tweets. I can hear them. The Violet birds. Evergarden was fine, except for the main character. And anyway, uh, but this is. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't about Violet Evergarden. <laughs> I swear to God. I'm going to get my squad of KyoAni fanboys and we're going to cut a bitch. 
<laughs> All right. Well, uh, should we, should we actually talk about uh, the show? Should we talk about villainous? Yes, we should because I you're on thin ice already. I have, <laughs> I have been through my emotional range in the first five minutes of the second half, so I feel like feel like it'll be interesting John, to see. Let, where let, it goes let's face there. it. I no matter what choices I make within this podcast, I'm very aware that for me, all routes lead to doom. So that's yep. just how it goes. Uh, I'm aware it's been reinforced. There's no way around it. Anyway, so for Villainous, uh, we open up like like you described in part one, mm-hmm. where uh, Katarina, she's being bratty to servants. She she meets uh, Gordo, Jordo? Gerald. Gerald. That's not how it was in my subs, so. Ah, uh, I see. You went through an alternate route. But yes, it is uh, G-E-R-A-L-D. <laughs> Yeah, definitely not. It, it's it's like Gordo for me, uh, or Jordo. I want to say Jordo. So oh, good old Giorgio. <laughs> good old Jordo. Yeah, so Jordo. It's out of. I will say, didn't watch it on Crunchyroll because Crunchyroll was being a little bitch. Yeah, it does uh, that from time to time. Don't so... get me wrong, Crunchyroll. I love you. I appreciate your service. Uh, if you have, if everyone wants to sponsor you, uh, get at us. Uh, but... <laughs> I don't have time for your technical difficulties. Yeah. I need to speed through my suffering. Anyway, so Jordo, not Gerald, but Jordo, you uh, <laughs> meet him. Uh, and then she just face plants for very little reason, uh, cracks her head completely open. I mean, uh, cobblestone is very uneven, Remington. <laughs> I still don't understand the X scar. Well, I mean, St- still think that's also dumb, but whatever. Um, she gets engaged in that moment where Jordo is like, "Hey, yo, let's get married since I cracked your head open," uh, which is a, be- a good reason as any. I mean, uh, it's, it, it's like old school, like European nobility. People got married for stranger reasons back then. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get a little bit of exposition about like the game like here's the world we're in here are the main characters blah 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 uh and then we have uh a, a pretty good segment it's a running segment the katarina meetings yeah the council of, a bunch of katarinas of <laughs> yeah i like the council of katarinas just a bunch of different versions of katarina start talking it like briefly it gives them personalities but also the personalities don't really matter um, I mean, it's all five parts of one big idiot, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, also, something else to note. The the premise is you got this, like, 17-year-old girl who's turned into a 9-year-old girl who knows about what's gonna happen, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but, and I think this happens with, like, almost any any situation where an older person goes into the body of a younger person they then just become like this is not a 17 year old in a nine-year-old's body this is a nine-year-old who knows what's going to happen uh there is no like there's no higher level of maturity whatsoever in any way shape or form well to be fair to be fair that is just kind of katarina though <laughs> like bless her heart i love katarina she's a great great character great waifu uh yeah no she's i think i think she was always meant to be like the a nine-year-old girl at heart because oh bless bless it, her it, heart. it was it was an excuse for a nine-year-old to know what's happening like they'll occasionally mention like oh i can i was 17 before but like it's never re- relevant at all uh i i will i put it this way this show not a thinker <laughs> not one not one you need to ponder about <laughs> well i mean if katarina's not gonna do it why should you <laughs> 
So uh, her plan is to practice like swordsmanship, magic. Uh, she's gonna practice magic by farming, but as she's farming, uh, like a bad princess, she gets caught by by Jordo, and uh, and and then she meets her adopted brother, and there's far too much chemistry between them. I don't know. Don't fuck your adopted brother. That's all I'm gonna say. Don't mm -hmm. fuck your adopted brother. Uh, yeah, that'd um, be that'd be Keith. Yeah, don't don't fuck Keith. Keith, see, Keith got the proper name treatment. It's only Jordo that changed. Because <laughs> I mean, they're all very English proper names as well. It's yeah, just, it, it's just for whatever Jordo. reason, uh, depending on your sub choice, it's a bit off. I don't know why they would make that change. Uh, yeah, there's some tree stuff. Uh, eventually, Keith is showing off his magic to his new sister. He can make these cute little dirt dolls. He makes a ginormous fucking dirt doll and it, it smacks Katarina. And then he's like, oh God, I'm gonna be a loner. And so she pulls a shining on the son of a bitch and is like, you aren't gonna be a loner. I'm gonna ax my way into your room. Which, friendship. Which is an impressive feat <laughs> for a nine-year-old. <laughs> yeah, she does not get, the ax is bigger than her and she's swinging it like a madman. She does not give a shit. Here's uh, best girl. <laughs> and that that's uh that's that's episode one. Uh so yeah. Uh so far introducing characters, it is enjoyable, it's it's likable. Um that that's about like the summary of the show. It's enjoyable, and there's that like that that's it. That's the through line. It, it's not going to be wildly crazily unique. The the premise is interesting enough, it does it well enough, the characters are interesting enough. This whole show, it's good enough. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I said, man, it's a pure distillation of a lot of classic harem tropes without a lot of the annoying bullshit. Yeah, I'm, well, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased that it's significantly less horny than like any other harem show. Well, it's uh, horny. Well, but the yeah, horny but is is a more the, of a shoujo the, horny. It's not a yeah, uh, yeah. The the horny isn't for the audience. It's for it's for the actual characters. Like the, the characters, like Jordo. Oh, Jordo's a horn dog. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest one in the show. Oh yeah, like Jordo just wants to get his princely prick inside some hole. He doesn't give a shit. Just give him a crevice. Well, uh, actually, he does give a shit. He does <laughs> give a shit. It's just the the crevice he's trying to uh, conquer, as it were. Oh, God. Uh, oh, no. His kingly duty, as it were, oh, uh, is a brick wall of stupidity, so it's not likely to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it's like, oh, the characters are horny, but they're not like, oh, hey, audience. Ooh, look at those Ghibli bits. Like, they're, they're not doing that, and I appreciate that. Uh, the characters are horny, but the show isn't. Uh, and that's fine. That's lovely. Uh, I'm okay with characters being horny, as long as the show doesn't hypersexualize teens. Uh, that, that's all I ask. Didn't think that was a big ask before anime, but you know, oof. Uh, anyway, uh, episode two, we, we get like a, a tea party and we learn that Katarina is like the most obsessed with sweets. Katarina, mm -hmm. she has three motivations. Well, I guess four motivations in this world, Sean. Yes. She, she wants to farm. She wants to climb trees. She wants to eat sweets and... She wants to seduce everyone. And those are the four well, now, pillars of her character. She doesn't want to seduce everyone. It just kind of happens. <laughs> and honestly, I would say her fourth motivation, Rem, is probably not dying. <laughs> I feel like that's probably the big well, see, motivation. Here's right the thing. There. Like, sort of, sort of. 
Um, at times it's like, this is the most important thing and I will work tirelessly day and night for it. And other times it's like, oh man, I'm going to fill myself with sweets until I have to take a Mondo shit. <laughs> like, focus is divided, is all I'm saying. Much like Katarina. <laughs> See, it's very cleverly written, Rem. You've got to understand the delicate balance between gorging yourself to the point of bursting and avoiding your inevitable demise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. You know, uh, it's a delicate balance that I, I try to uh, live up to every single day. <laughs> so uh, at, at the party, Katarina meets uh, meets a girl named Mary. She's a bit of a loner uh, in a beautiful garden. Uh, and Katarina's like, oh, give me gardening tips. I would love gardening tips. So Mary visits and is like, uh, water the plants. <laughs> Katarina's like, fucking genius. Why did not think of that shit? So she waters the plants and they start growing. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, and in the process, uh, Katarina uh, essentially accidentally seduces her. Oh, anybody, just assume anybody that we've mentioned that's come into contact with Katarina is seduced. Just like make that assumption and you're correct. Yeah, and my uh, one of my favorite running gags from this from her seductions is that she keeps accidentally stealing the lines of the other characters from the games before they get. Oh to yeah, yeah, them. which which is a, pr a pretty decent one. Though it, it's interesting that she does it with having like it, it's one of those things where it doesn't fully make sense because she'll be like, "Oh, I didn't know. Oh, but I do remember verbatim actually." Well, it's kind of like it's when like, you're. What? It's kind of like when you're trying to make a joke on an anime podcast, and uh, you think it's really great, original, and funny, and then a few seconds later, he's like, "Oh, wait a minute! I heard that from somebody else." Whoops. <laughs> I. It, it's just when you learn that if you listen to uh, my brother, my brother, and me, yeah. that half of Sean's jokes just come unraveled. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't help it. Those good, good mackerel boys are a bad influence or a great influence, depending on your perspective. Uh, but, you know, it, it happens. I Just, get credit where credit's due when I actually realize it. <laughs> To our listeners, if if we are ever funny on this podcast, just assume that it's, it's unoriginal. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, just make that assumption right now. Uh, though the one exception is, of course, inappropriate Joey Wheeler. Hey, Yooks! Yooks! I'm I'm busy seducing a, a bunch of a video game characters over here, Yooks. <laughs> I I think. I think your inappropriate Joey Wheeler is slipping farther and farther away from like an actual Joey Wheeler impression. It's so and it's slowly hard. just going into like what would happen if you spent like a week in Brooklyn and you just happened to pick up a little bit of the pronunciation. Like not a full accent, just some of the mannerisms really. The, the inappropriate Joey Wheeler, all you need to do is poorly imitate Joey Wheeler poorly imitating someone else. It's great. Uh, but, but yeah, so um, they they go and uh, Alan, the the younger twin brother of Jordo. Yes. Uh, he, he goes and he's like, hey, stop seducing my fiance, Mary. Uh, remember, they're still eight years old. Um, but he's like, stop seducing her, which... You know, other than, like, the being eight-year-old thing, I've been in Katarina's position here of, like, hey, stop seducing my girlfriend or boyfriend. I've been in both situations, both yes. unintentionally. I, I can corroborate this, actually. <laughs> He's not making I, this up. I don't intend to, 
I I am the dumb bitch. I am Katarina. <laughs> Do you have a small council of Remingtons uh, telling you the best course of action at any given time? But one, and it never uh, is the best course of no, action. No, no, no. It it's, never is. It's it's five idiots trying to make a smart decision. It doesn't it doesn't work out. The, the the math just doesn't add up. A bunch of negatives does not make a positive. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Turns out all, all you need to do to seduce people is be a dumb bitch. Who who to thunk it? Uh, anyway, a cute so, dumb bitch. That's the a thing, cute right? dumb bitch. Oh, and what what can I say? I'm the cutest dumbest bitch around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta get that quote on a t-shirt for you. That would be great. Oh, God. So, um, uh, Alan, I should mention, eight-year-old Alan, I just need to make a note here. Everyone else is, like, wearing traditional medieval fantasy garb, right? And then there's eight-year-old Alan, who dresses like a disheveled office worker from the modern day. And I have no understanding. I don't get it. <laughs> like... It, it's it's like it's like your 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 second grader just just comes home right and he, he's wearing like a tie a button up and he just loosens a little bit and he's like oh I have had a day that is Alan's perpetual state as an eight year old yeah until he turns into adult and gets an edgy like long coat scarf ordeal yeah he goes he goes the Kirito route uh, eventually uh, which you know it's it's a natural it's a natural progression from disheveled office worker to black swordsman it's just how that goes um that that's the pokemon evolution tree although, uh, I, although I feel like we're doing a disservice to poor alan by comparing him to kirito <laughs> uh so uh they they do some contests and whatnot uh tree climbing contests and eventually a piano contest to help give alan some self-esteem uh and then they play a snake prank on Jordo, and that's episode two nice and straightforward nice and straightforward uh, episode three, we learn uh, Katarina. Uh, she also is is because she was an otaku in her previous life. She loves shoujo trash, so she is reading the medieval equivalent of shoujo trash. Um, yep, peasant romance and, novels. Yep. Yep, and she's just like all in. So then she goes to a tea party. Uh, this is the moment I mentioned. She gorges herself on sweets, and then he's like, "Oh man, I have to take a mondo dump." Um, and so she rushes to go take a mondo dump. She gets spooked by a dog, climbs a tree. Um, but then there are a bunch of kids below. And she's like, well, I can't be caught climbing trees, but I also need to take a mondo shit. What do I do? <laughs> the uh, best the character children. motivation in any scene <laughs> I have ever seen in my goddamn life. Who needs to avenge their dead family or their dead girlfriend or find a cure for a plague that's ravaging their city. The best character motivation is the urge to really drop a deuce. Mar Mario gets into Bowser's castle. Uh, he defeats Bowser and, and Princess Peach. She's like, oh, you finally got the right castle. Now we can be happy. And he's like, no, this I'm eight worlds. I've been holding in. I've been holding in a, a deuce and I'll none of the Princess other Peach. castles. I got to get to the water closet. <laughs> Hey, you! <laughs> it's, it's a me, Mario Yooks, and I gotta take a massive dump. Oh, God. I hope, somebody, I hope somebody other than us finds that funny, because if it's, not, it's not, what are It's we not doing? funny. It's so not funny. Oh, God. How, uh, a few of you may be wondering, uh, is Remington going to keep trying to force inappropriate Joey Wheeler into more episodes? You're damn right I am. When will it stop? 
Um, when I eventually, like, forget about it and, and I'm preoccupied with other things. Until then, <laughs> until then, y'all are stuck with it. Uh, uh, let's see. Wait, it's much worse in person. He doesn't, he, it's not like he stops this joke <laughs> when we're not recording. Like, when, when we're not recording, he'll just occasionally whip out inappropriate Joey Wielder, except it's a lot more inappropriate and a lot more blue. <laughs> you know, a, a lot of people, um, they think that on the podcast, uh, you, or especially they think this of me a lot of the time, that I'm, like, exaggerating or putting on a character, right? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, he's just that much of a prick. <laughs> this is just, this is just who I am. Uh, so, uh, wait, let's see. So she was on a tree needing to take a, a dump, and some kids are bullying an albino girl. So she, she does, like, she jumps out of the tree, does a superhero landing, and is like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, and then she, she falls in love with the albino girl, but then is like, gotta go take a shit. Bye. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, and that's uh, Sophia. Yes, yeah, good old Sophia. So, uh, Sophia and uh, Nicole. Yep. <laughs> like Nicole? Nickel? I don't know. I- I'd go with Nicole. All right, good or old Nicole. Nicole. Uh, he he's I, he's still like he's the only one without a proper English naming convention, I guess, besides Jordo. Um, <laughs> but it, it's like his sister Sophia, but he's apparently Russian or Eastern European, so why not? Uh, they're they're brother and sister. Uh, she's bullied because she's albino. Uh, but she likes romance novels, so they're invited over. Um, eventually a little book club starts amongst the girls. Uh, they they visit. Sophia's house. It's a good time, right? Right. Um, when they visit Sophia's house, uh, Sophia and Nicole's house, uh, Katarina, she, she brings along Keith, right? And Keith, uh, really wants to bone Nicole. So she, he, Keith wants to bone the brother. Brother wants to bone brother, as you do. <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair though, have you seen Nicole? What? I mean, <laughs> those what long, a dark features, those piercing black eyes. Ooh. His complete social ineptitude and inability to hold a conversation hey. for even like a single line. Hey, that's why people like me. <laughs> <laughs> that's my charm point. Uh, so then we get a big time skip to to everyone's. Katarina's fifteen years old. It's her birthday, right? Uh, she dances with Jordo, and Jordo is like, "I want to fuck." That's how we end up. Well, and then everyone else is like, "I want to also fuck Katarina," and that's how we end episode three. And I think my favorite is how Mary is the thirstiest of the lot. Oh, Mary! Mary's like, I excuse me, I want a bone harder than all y'all when it comes to bone and Katarina. Okay, like she, she's like, I call dibs, and yeah, like we're Gerald honor might be the, the horniest. Gerald might be the horniest, but Mary is definitely the thirstiest. <laughs> and the, if you don't think yeah. there's a difference, believe me, there is. Yeah. So uh, the next episode, uh, we we finally they're at the Magic Academy, right? We get a nice little assembly introduction. Eventually, Jordo is like, "Hey, come to my room. Let's fuck." Uh, got I got sweets, and so Katarina's like, "Sweets? Hell yeah! I'll ride that dick for a Snickers." <laughs> <laughs> God, maybe we need that on a shirt. Holy fuck. <laughs> oh, God. So, uh, but she brings Keith along, and Jordo is like, what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> he gets majorly cock-blocked. Uh, they start talking about, like, the protagonist of the game, Maria. Um, she's around, right? So they, they discuss her, and she Maria eventually meets Jordo and Keith. Um, and uh, eventually, finally, Katarina also meets Maria, and... Uh, Maria, well, I got great news for Katarina. Maria loves baking sweets. So yep. Katarina's in love. Match made and in heaven. 
<laughs> yep. At one point, Maria makes some some muffins. She's bringing them, but then she's getting bullied. Uh, don't you worry. Katarina stops the bullying, but all of the muffins have been thrown on the ground. Uh, but Katarina doesn't give a shit. Katarina just goes goes to town and and devours Maria's grassy muffins. <laughs> Oof. That's a sentence. Oh God. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. The fanfic writers are going at it. Oh no. <laughs> I feel, I feel like we're nailing this episode. And Are the best way to keep episode? the comedy flowing is to say that we're nailing the episode. <laughs> I feel like we're nailing this episode. Oh, God. Uh, so, yeah, episode four. Finally, episode five. Final episode that I saw. Um, it, it's pretty straightforward. It's just getting closer with Maria, stopping some more bullying. All the ladies want to bone Katarina. Eventually, they go visit Maria at her house. There is a weird moment that's like tragic Maria backstory. And uh, 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 it was trying to be emotional with Maria and her mom. Like her mom brings out some like cookie cutters from the youth and is like, use these to bake your sweets. And they play like really intense emotional music. And it, it just did not work. Um, I, I, I'll say this. Whenever the show tries to be anything but some some dumb fun with fun characters, it it does fail. It does. It is not good. Uh, but so far, it's hardly tried to do anything else, so it's worked out. Uh, but yeah, so overall, it, it's it's not a cerebral show, not very intelligent of a show. Uh, but it's good enough. It's good. It's not great. Uh, I, I it's not gonna be in my like top list, but it's a good show. It's like the epitome of yeah, that's good. Sure, thumbs up. Fantastic. So if you had to take a, a wild guess at uh, what this would be rated on Mal, what do you think it'd be at? All right, gotta get into the weeb brain. Gotta gotta employ the weeb factor. So interesting idea. That's a plus. Uh, I thought it was good, which which is a, a slight benefit. Um, it's a harem anime, but but it, it doesn't give the audience the the weebs the titties that they want. So that that's gonna be a negative. Um, shouldn't be, but it will be. Um, hey now, we don't all just want titties all the time. Just because that is our main diet doesn't mean we don't like a little bit of a, a little bit of a snack every once in a while. You know, sometimes See, I, we like our wholesome horniness. Thank you very much, sir. I, well, this could be a show that people like absolutely adore. I, I feel like I don't know. I feel like most people would would lean towards agreeing with me. So I I don't think it hits that eight mark. Um, I'm gonna say seven point seven seven. Wow, G going full slot machine on it, are we? Hell yeah, brother. Uh, well, with about a uh, hundred twenty-four thousand uh votes on Mal, uh, it is actually slated at seven point four nine. That is lower than I think it deserves from the weeb perspective. Which is the perspective that you really should take into account considering, I don't know, that's who we cater to. <laughs> See, for me, I, I'd rate it like it is a, it's a perfect seven. It's right there. It is, it is good. It is pleasant, yeah. but not like remarkable in any regard, uh, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, except the water is weird. Uh, <laughs> the water is weird. So, you know, that, that probably is what docked it some points. Uh, it did uh, get also slated for a second season, too, because enough people enjoyed it quite a bit. Well, see, that's unfortunate because that that in of itself, Sean, um, it indicates the very unsurprising spoiler that she doesn't die in the first season, which, uh, don't get me wrong, oh, obviously she wasn't going to, <laughs> but can you imagine? Oh, <laughs> that'd bring the show up to an eight. Oh, my God. You Easy. just want to kill this sweet, sweet, innocent moron. It's... <laughs> It's all about, it's all about murder. Uh, I'm, I'm also trying to think of like, if, if they actually pair her with someone, who would she, who would they pair her with? And I'm like, 
I, I guess, it has to be, I guess, Maria, right? Like, right? Like, that's got to be, like, the best pairing, surely. Because everyone else, they have an alternative pairing. Yeah. Like, although although I am a fan of Katarina and Sophia, just for some... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's some like, good stuff there. Jordo, uh, he's, I guess, he's the antagonist, <laughs> as it were. Uh, not, like, a, a super villain, but he's the antagonist of the series thus far. Uh He's definitely we have... the lead pursuer, and Keith is the one constantly trying to stop him. Yeah. Uh, Nicole and Sophia want to fuck each other, so I guess there's that. Um, there, there's some sister fucking in this show. Um, implied sister fucking. Look, just because they, they happen to love each other as siblings very dearly does not mean that they want to bone down with each other. Nicole wants to bone down with her. Sophia wants to bone down with Katarina, but Nicole wants to bone down with Sophia. Well, this is the nobility we're talking about, so it's not too <laughs> <laughs> Which also brings up the possibility. You never know, Rem. They could actually go the full harem route and this just be like a massive, like, eight-way polyamorous relationship. <laughs> Which I don't think I'd be against happening. Oh, man. Because certainly, it's real good. certainly Katarina is stupid enough for all of them. It, it, it's true. Okay, then, Rem. I think that's about covers it. So I have to ask one final question for you. Any chance you'd like to sit down and watch some more Villainous with me sometime? Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. Why not? Fantastic. I look forward to it because now that I know that there's a second season, I'm going to get all happy and excited for more weird, wholesome action. Uh, But that'll do it for us, guys. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed our uh, deep discussion on the complexities of killing your main character, apparently, then you can please uh, head on over to uh, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and leave us a review. It really helps us a lot, and we really love and appreciate every single one, and we do read every single one as well. Uh, also, if you'd like to help support us even more directly, we do have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash animeoutofcontext, where you can gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus content, including uh, having the opportunity to have Mr. Remington read out your name incredibly poorly. So, Remington, who are we thanking this week? Well, of course, as always, we want to send our regards to all of our bland bitch protagonists, as well as our magical girls, who we really appreciate. But moving on up, we reached our Yandere waifus, who... Through through their own stupidity, happen to be seducing everyone around them. And on that list, we have uh, Yamate Kurese, uh, Yuliana, the world shall know propane, that guy that makes you say cunt on your podcast, Snap Snips, Slambo the Slambo Chosen, Sean, thank you. I don't know when the Hololive episode comes out, but it's easily my most anticipated. Don't rem your promise. <laughs> Sean Odi Chan Bakawu. Sion Evangelion is trash, get over it. Scoopy Loopy Boopy Doopy Hoopy Goopy Oopy. Sarah Birch, Salty Pretzel, Sequoia Fay, Reverse Kismo Kismo, Remington Merrill, Remington is not a man of culture, Fox and Boy, Redneck Weeb, Ready to be Isekai, Rar X3 Nuzzles and Pounces on You, Ooh Ooh, You So Warm, Oof. Put out merch uh. already, I want reasons to give you money. My dearest Remington, a phoenix belongs with a reaper glory to Takamori forever. Uh, Mahuno Pug Tears, Lonely Geek 23, Kyle Welsh, Kitty, Kazumarako, Jax, Jacob Livingston, Inuyasha's My Favorite Cryptid, Ichigo Simp 015, Hwood, Hanakawa, Glenn Michael Dolan, Ghostly Bishi, Farmer What's Brown and Stickiest Stick Weeb, Devin McCutcheon, <laughs> Darth Pikachu, Dark Swarm 713, Danny Morabito, Cynical Witch, Christian Crawford, Cheese Inappropriate Joy Wheeler Monkey, hell yeah, 
Brent Adams, Ariel Bird, Apostle of the Church of Remington, Anime Duck, Andrew Sinclair, Andrew Rauke, Elise Howard, and last but not least, Alexander Nasiansenyo. There's so many of you now. There's so many, and you guys still make me <coughs> chuckle with your uh, random names, and I appreciate that. But moving on, we reach the world of Hogwarts, the boy wizard Elijah Wood representing Tyr. Uh, and this time, y'all may think I've run out. Boy, oh boy, no. Everybody is going to get their own Harry Potter reference in popular culture. That's right. Uh, God, you've so you've hit the with... barrel bottom so much that you've gone to other barrels. <laughs> but it's other barrels that have sampled from the original barrel. So the Brown Mamba, uh, you get Monsters Inc. when they're playing charades, and Sully is trying to act out Harry Potter. What? Uh, that it happens. That's the thing that happens. Okay, sure. Uh, Spicy Log Horizon is one of the best written Isekai I use the BS rule hot take. You are going to get um, The Simpsons, where uh, apparently in, in a Halloween episode, uh, they have a WizKids segment. That's a, a parody of, of the Harry Potter series. I mean, it's but, The Simpsons. They're bound to dip their their uh, their their decaying fingers and everything. So Yep. It's Springworth's School of Magicry. Uh, so, so there uh, you go, Spicy it's, Log Horizon. It's a bit weak, but that's fine. I, I suppose it was meant to be. <laughs> Rare Anata no Sugu Soba ni Iro yo Kimamana Tenshi Tachi Kumiko. Whew. You are going to get uh, Avengers Infinity War, um, but only the French version. Only the French version of Avengers, where <laughs> instead of Tony Stark calling Ebony Ma Squidward, he instead calls Ebony Ma Lord Voldemort. So that works pretty good, too, honestly. <laughs> but only if you're French. Only if you're French. Uh, we have Pilkster, the Symphogear Advocate. You're going to get uh, Doctor Who. Doctor Who has had uh, uh, multiple uh, oh, Harry yeah. Potter I, references. I could probably list off a lot of them. Uh, but let's see which, which one we're going to go with. Um, Shakespeare and Expelliarmus comes to mind. There, there, yep, there, there we go. Uh, yeah, they, they help Shakespeare defeat the Carrionites by suggesting the word Expelliarmus. So yep. there we go. Uh, and apparently the 10th Doctor shouts, good old JK. Well, that did not age well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. So then we have MT the poet. Uh, you are going to get everybody's favorite sitcom. Uh, oh, it doesn't even say no. All right, fuck you. That's no, that's not what you're getting. All right, MT the poet. You are going to get uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Uh, okay. Where uh, where Greg and Rally they build a snow fort. And they, they call the snow fort Hufflepuff. Uh, or Rally at least wants to call it Hufflepuff. And Rally is definitely a Hufflepuff. Uh, okay, I'll take your word for it. Uh, Miguel Delion, you are going to get Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, which show. apparently, if, if this list is to believe, has the most Harry Potter references of any that we've seen so far, which is not what I would have anticipated. Have you ever seen Brooklyn uh, Nine-Nine? <laughs> so, it, is, uh, it is very much that kind of show. We'll, we'll go this, let's see, let's go uh, a random one. Uh, just choose choose a number below 10, Sean, and we'll, uh, we'll go for that reference. Let's go with on three. The list. Three. Uh, all right, the third one. So, uh, Jamie, uh, Jake and Amy, uh, they, they get a mansion, right? Uh, they're, they're touring it, and they call it their very own Hogwarts. Uh, and then Amy refers to herself as Hermione. Jake refers to himself as Snape. <laughs> it adds much to Amy's surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Lolicon John the Fourth of Cell Block B. All right, let's see if we can get a, a, 
Let's go. <laughs> I disagree with this being, I guess it's a reference, but not in the way I would argue. I saw on this list, Guinness Book of World Records. How, hold on, <laughs> what? And That's... I was like, what do you mean? How can that like reference it? And it's just that in the 2009 edition that there was a Harry Potter section. But I don't think that's a reference. I that's don't not think... a reference. That's just a category. Nonetheless, John, that's what you're getting. You're getting the Harry Potter section of the 2009 Guinness Book of Records. It's because your name makes us uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, I call Bone Drew Daddy. You are going to get uh, Ready Player One, where Quidditch Oof. is uh, a playable sport in in their, their little digital world. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, uh... Enrique Perez Torres. You are going to get uh, the Lego Batman movie where uh, Lord Voldemort appears as one of the many villains it's very uh, fighting fighting it's alongside very everyone. If you haven't seen it, Rem, you'd like it. What am I saying? I, you haven't seen it. You'd like I it. I actually, I amazingly, I did. Uh, oh. the, I, I have a story about that, but I'll tell you. I, it's, it, don't worry. It's not a podcast story. Uh, okay. Oh, I see. <laughs> it doesn't, it's, not what it sounds, it's not one of those stories. It's just, don't worry it, about it. It's one of those stories that uh, are better left uh, undisclosed. It, oh. uh, dedicated sadist, last but not least, let's go for a weird one for you, dedicated sadist. Let's go with, oh God. Um, all right. Apparently there's a band called K-Face Rules. What? And they did a parody of Uptown Funk called Dark Lord Funk. That, that, that doesn't just, sound that, That's not appealing at all. Oh, if anything, God. that just sounds like, you know, laundry day at the Voldemort household. <laughs> so uh, then we move on finally to the highest tier. Get into the White House. We're going the Chefano Musco tier. Uh, on the Chefano Musco tier, this time everybody is getting their own uh, a dating game, dating sim. Oh, oh, ooh. are are you are you sure about that? Because that might be that might be future content for us. I, I'm just giving the names, Sean. All right. But you know what? Uh, let, let's let's get a little weird with it. We're we're just doing the new and trending dating sims on Steam. Oh so, God! Not the oh, best. Oh God! Ram, half of those are porn. Newest. Half of those are porn, Ram. <laughs> Don't look up any of the games that you get. And we're uh, an explicit podcast. It's fine as long as you're an adult. All right. So Zachary Shirley was referencing what you thought I was referencing, and I subscribed. Uh, and Shirley, you are going to get. Oh God! They're it's so they're it's so anime bullshit. Um, I, I'm spooked about all of these. I'm gonna try to avoid the anime ones, which are like 95. Yeah. percent You're going to get Romeo Must Live. Good old Romeo Must Live. Oh, and then one of the tags is nudity and sexual content. God damn! Y y this is a losing game, mate. You just gotta get through it. You just gotta get through it. <laughs> oh no! All right, we have uncreative Crete. You are going to get. Um, perfect apocalypse. Love at first bite. Ha, oh God, ha, ha. that hurt me. That hurt me. I I felt that. It, it's apparently about. Oh, okay. Some of the options include Brownie, the snack loving corgi, Sparky, the sporty husky, and Patches, the Dalmatian bookworm. Uh, that one. I'm, I'm okay with that one. Dogs. Uh, Silicon Spectre. You, you want to fuck going... dogs? What? No, I don't want to fuck dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so Look, Inspector, man. you are going to get, oh God, they're all weeby. Uh, don't cheat on me. <laughs> it has mixed reviews. 
Yeah, NTR is a very uh, specific fetish. Um, Amoto Ahigao Uu Rem Onichan Bababaka, you are going to get. Let's go. You're going to get an upcoming one, one that is yet to be released. The world doesn't know about Bok Bok, a chicken dating sim coming out. <laughs> oh, by, it'll, it'll be out by the time this episode's up, uh, March 11th. So you can go right now, play Bok Bok, a chicken dating sim. This looks hideous. Congratulations. <laughs> this looks, oh my God, it is hideous. What? What is this? <laughs> it's really ugly. It is you, really bad. If, if you would like to, to reach out and contact us, whether it's, for a comment, question, feedback, recommendation, or just to say uh, how how good Bok Bok the official chicken dating sim is, then you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. And as always, don't fuck your sister. <laughs> I'm having my own memory. I've banged said nine-year-old girl. What What can I say? I'm the cutest, dumbest bitch around. <laughs> Generally speaking, a good amount of old school royalty. Fuck children.